The cow business is tough the way it is, but taking your operation from selling spring yearlings to selling virgin long yearlings, now that's a tough one. We've got the whole story on this episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Galvey Association, Imogene Ingredients, who brings you Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, equinemarket.com, auctiontime.com, RFD-TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. All right, my favorite holiday is just around the corner in a couple days, Halloween. So I have a question for you, Mm -hmm. and that is not about memories of this, that, and the other. My question is, what, in your opinion, is the most popular Halloween costumes this year? Oh, this year? What is it? Oh, people are either going to be Barbie or they're going to be Barbie and Ken or they're going to be Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. There you go. The most popular oh. ones are uh, TS and TK. <laughs> we are marked safe from dressing as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey this year. But if you'd like to dress as Tigger and Beck, well, just head to our uh, Facebook page Lord and grab a picture mercy. and good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, we don't want that one at all. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our first news story, the Internal Revenue Service is reminding eligible farmers and ranchers forced to sell livestock due to drought may have an extended period of time in which to replace the livestock and defer tax on any gains from the forced sales. The sales must be solely due to drought, causing an area to be designated as eligible for federal assistance. Livestock generally must be replaced within a four-year period instead of the usual two-year period. The IRS is authorized to further extend this replacement period if the drought continues. The IRS provides this extension to eligible farmers and ranchers who qualify for the four-year replacement period if the affected region is listed as suffering exceptional, extreme, or severe drought conditions during any week between September 1, 2022 and August 31, 2023. This includes 49 states, the District of Columbia, two U.S. territories, and two independent nations in a compact of free association within the United States. More information on reporting drought sales and other farm-related tax issues can be found on our website, ranchitupshow.com, and the links are provided. In other news, evidence of Sustainable Beef LLC's 320,000 square foot beef plant in North Platte, Nebraska is solidifying. So is the resolve in Trey Wasserberger's voice as he describes for yet another reporter the company's mission. Ever since Wasserberger, owner of TD Angus, and six other Nebraskan beef producing families announced in 2021 that they were bypassing the traditional cattleman packer relationship and running their own big packing plant, they've been met with doubt and landing Walmart, the nation's largest beef buyer, as a minority owner and primary customer hasn't necessarily eliminated it. Walmart's partnership with Sustainable Beef and its work to build a 300,000-square-foot case-ready plant of its own in Olathe, Kansas, 
represents the retail giant's expanding footprint in the beef processing space and the continuation of its efforts to better align the ranch to retail supply chain that began with a similar facility in Thomasville, Georgia in 2019. It's also an extension of a run of major retailers moving up the supply chain to capture more margins and to lower costs, a move accelerated by the disruptions and price fluctuations of the COVID-19 pandemic. North Platte is now the next stop as beef packing's integration with producers and retailers rolls on. While some contend that Walmart will ultimately conspire against the best interests of cattle producers, others assure that it's a positive evolution of the modern beef supply chain. For Wasserberger, whose team is busy trying to get the sustainable beef plant up and running by 2025, there's no time for a debate. He says if you're in the cattle business today, you're doing business with Walmart, like it or not. Allied Genetic Resources has updated their website. Go to AlliedGeneticResources.com. Really easy to maneuver around and find information, especially a number of people have been wanting to know the upcoming sales represented by Allied Genetic Resources. Again, that new update on their website, AlliedGeneticResources.com. And a sale report for you before we throw it to break. R.A. Brown, their fall sale, they had 494 bulls that consisted of Sim Angus, Red Angus, Angus, and Black Red Angus bulls. 494 lots averaged 9,067. 480 commercial females averaged 2,429. And then 70 Red Angus females, wow, averaged 6,176. Congratulations to the Jorge Brown Ranch. And coming up after the break, the cattle business is tough enough the way that it is, but what about if you change your whole system and you go from selling spring yearling bulls to virgin long yearling bulls? We've got the who, what, when, where, how, and why. We head to Beekler Sementals for this one. Keep it tuned right here, and we've got more of the Ranch It Up radio show. You're going through your calves, looking what worked and what didn't work. So as you're reviewing your program, you need to ask, is this a time to change? Is this a time to make additions or subtractions? Galvi and Balancer may just be the right fit for you. Galvi and Galvi-influenced females offer sustainability and maternal growth while the bulls can add those extra pounds at weaning. Find a breeder near you, galvi.org. Or check out Galvi on Facebook livestockmarket.com. We hear from them each and every week highlighting various sales and lots, but have you taken the time to cruise the site, look around and see what cattle are bringing? How about lower that sale expense and give Livestock Market a try? It's about the easiest way to market your stock and it puts your product on a worldwide view. Livestockmarket.com. It's simple and it works. We keep bringing you more and more information about Pharmatan, and for very good reason, it just works. Now, with calves getting ready to head to the sale barn, producers are culling cows and getting ready for next year. So start feeding Pharmatan now to the cow herd and knock scours out for next year. And here's the best part. It's super easy to incorporate into your existing rations. It can be fed in tubs, a TMR, loose mineral, liquid portions, doesn't matter. They work with all major feed manufacturers. It's PharmatanUSA.com and follow along on Facebook. Cattle Battle. 
The Ranch It Up radio show, the most information packed into a 30-minute program that you can find. It's your all-things ranching newscast, and so glad to be hanging out with y'all. Questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, you can call or text 707-RANCH-20. That's 707-726-2420. Email us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Prowling around social media at Ranch It Up Show. Now, we are constantly on the quest to bring solutions to make you more profitable, different products, concepts, and management styles. Today, we're focusing on a particular management style because we are moving into the season of selling virgin long yearling breeding bulls, and it's becoming more and more common. But again, it's a management practice that has to fit your situation both as a seller and as a buyer. Many of those operations that offer fall yearlings may have a couple of different calving bunches. Those that calve earlier to sell bulls in January, February, March, and April, for example, and those to sell bulls in November, two different bunches. But this particular operation today transitioned into now selling just virgin long yearling bulls. We head to Emmons County, which is South Central North Dakota, and home of Doug and Maria Beekler and their family, and home of Beekler Sementals. Just a little back history and a backstory for y'all. The first couple registered females were purchased back in 2000. The following year, bulls were offered private treaty. In 2005, the Beekler family hosted their first annual production sale and has been in the seed stock business ever since. Their program... Well, it was pretty simple. Calve the cows in February, sell those bulls the following February in the production sale. However, in the year 2017, Doug suffered a life-changing farm accident, and it was at this point that he realized that their operation needed to make a major change. And that led to calving the cows in June, selling virgin long yearling bulls in a November production sale versus February. Doug, great to visit with you again. It's been too long. Now, take us back to your accident and how that caused you and your family to say, hey, we need to do some things differently with the cattle. In 2017, I had a farm accident and kind of flipped my whole world upside down. And so I was um, kind of forced to uh, change some things. I decided that working with Mother Nature instead of against her was a, a better fit for me and so we switched our calving season to may and june and now we have our annual sale in november so we sell 18 month old bulls in november instead of in february so was that difficult to go from a calving date uh, well obviously that's yeah. very easy because people say it's just as easy to calve on a pasture where it's 70 degrees and the grass is green as it is in the middle of yeah. a blizzard i mean it's just as easy but was that yeah. difficult financially to be able to visit with your financial professionals and your banker yeah. and say here's what we're gonna do because that is a major change so i have a really good lender and you know he's been with me for quite a while and he didn't quite he couldn't quite wrap his head around how it would work i had a system that worked well he didn't really want me to have to change it and yeah there was definitely some some pushback there but he knew that i had given it some thought he knew that i had thought it through and and i wasn't just going to jump into it blindly and so the first year my plan was to basically split my bull crop and I sold half of the bulls in February at my last February sale. 
and then I sold the rest of the bulls in November uh, my November sale I basically split the group in half and all the oldest bulls I sold in February and all the youngest bulls I sold in November and so that was kind of my transition year and then the year after we started selling all of our bulls in November and so we did financially transition a little bit easier that way mm -hmm. uh, the second year was the toughest our customer base did kind of transition a little bit you know some of our super loyal customers we kept um, some of those it just didn't fit into their management and and we kind of figured that was going to happen and so we did lose a few customers but we also gained some new ones as well so uh, the second year was was tough financially and we expected that we had planned for that the third you know by last year that was our third sale and that was one of the best sales we've ever had because now we're doing something that's not not something everybody does and we're offering older bulls which isn't super common up here where we are mm -hmm. usually usually the bulls that sell here are yearlings and there's nothing wrong with that but sometimes there's producers that need just a little bit older bull they need to cover more cows or you know they whatever they breed in the fall and they need a bull that's ready to go now. And so those kinds of things and those scenarios fit really well with those production situations. What goes into managing those virgin long yearlings? Is it very different? And I'm asking that from a yep. customer standpoint, from a commercial standpoint, yeah. do yep. I, do I take possession of those bulls right away? Is that's what is recommended? And then I'm going to feed them yep. till next spring's breeding yep. season. So that's how we do it. We deliver them right away. And our mentality with that is there is more fallout with these older bulls because they're still riding each other. They're still fighting with each other. You know, there's more testosterone involved when you're dealing with yearlings. You know, they, they like to start riding each other, you know, probably about that February, March time frame when it gets kind of getting to be breeding season. And there's some injuries that happen, but you take that out another six months and yeah, there's more bulls that get hurt. And so we felt that it would be safer for the bulls if we would basically disperse them right after the sale. They're in excellent shape. They don't need to be pampered like, you know, a calf would or like maybe a yearling that's been used. You know, our bulls come into the lot. Uh, we, we pasture them during the summer. They get plenty of exercise. We do supplement them with a little bit of cake because we feel that it kind of just keeps them in a little bit better shape and we don't have to we're not so far behind when when we have to start feeding them for the sale and so we brought the bulls along really slow the whole time that's what i enjoy the most is i don't have to worry about pushing the bulls and when you sell yearlings you have to get every ounce of performance out of those bulls that you can because they got to go breed cows you got to give them the groceries time. don't you you do they got to breed cows when they're young and if you don't push them they're not going to be big enough they're not going to be you know, they just, they just won't get it done. And so now it's been really nice to get out of that, I guess, production management system because we can grow the bulls along a lot slower now. And so we might have not have the biggest, fanciest numbers in our catalog. That's not our goal. My goal is to have more time with these bulls, to bring them along more slowly so that there's more foot integrity, there's more structural integrity, Everything is semen tested before the sale, so we know that everything going out, everything that leaves here is reproductively sound, and that's huge to us. We, we like being able to do even a better job than we were doing before. 
And so we think there's a lot of value for our customers in the way that we're managing these bulls and all the perks that they get from buying an older bull. Even though they may have to feed them a couple extra months before they use them, they don't have to put the amount of groceries in them that, you know, maybe a thin yearling bull coming off of breeding cows, you mm -hmm. might have to, or, you know, a calf that you're feeding. Uh, these bulls essentially can go in with your herd bulls and just get fed the way they do all winter and they'll, they'll turn out in the spring and look great. Have you noticed that this has been a big eye-opener of your genetics about what works and what doesn't? Because it seems mm -hmm. to me that when you change those programs like that and you're letting those bulls develop naturally, I think maybe are some words that we mm -hmm. need to say in there too. Has mm -hmm. it been a really big um, look in the mirror and very raw in seeing what the genetics really do and what they don't do? Yeah, there has been. Um, there's been certain cow lines that worked tremendously well, I thought, um, in a yearling setting, in a setting that we were doing before. And now that we're managing them differently, we've kind of changed our mind on a couple of those cow lines. And we've actually kind of either backed away or we've eliminated them completely because they don't work in this mm -hmm. system. Short term, we were like, gosh, this is terrible. But now that I look back at it, it's like this is the best thing that we could have done because... We feel like these cattle are going to work better in any setting just because they're able to adapt. They're, you know, they're performing on less input and they're just, they're just better cattle. I feel like we're turning out better cattle than we were before. And I felt confident about what we were selling before. And now it's even more so. I, I feel like just having this extra time with these bulls is ensuring that, you know, they're, my customers are getting a better product. Do you feel like it's more predictable cattle? Well, I do because the guesswork's taken out. I mean, you don't have to guess what their feet are, are going to be like. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a pre, you, ha, you have a pretty good assessment of foot quality at this age. I mean, there's a couple bulls we pulled because I just didn't like their structure. And I didn't see that as a calf. But now that they're older, you know, it, everything gets magnified when they're older. And, and even disposition. There are some bulls that were totally fine this spring, all summer. And now that we've started handling them, we just can't get along with them. And so sure. we pulled those out as well. And so... You know, there is more, there's more fallout, but in the end, what we're selling is better. And so if you look at it that way, you know, you're actually doing a better job on the front end versus we'd rather play offense than defense. And right. that's what I feel like we're doing. Doug Beekler with Beekler Simmental. It's great to have you back on the program and visit with you for details about the sale. It is Monday, November 20th at the ranch in Linton, North Dakota. Starts at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Selling roughly 65 bulls and 50 females, along with a few special elite lots, you can bid and buy online at DV Auction. Sale books and videos will also be available online. Check out BeeklerSementals.com. Beekler is spelled B-I-C-H-L-E-R. And head to social media and give them a like and a follow at Beekler Sementals. Thanks again, Doug, and good luck on your sale. Coming up in less than five, we take a look at the markets and we get a recap for y'all. Keep it locked to this fine radio station and the Ranch It Up radio show. We'll be right back. Fall production sales are fixing to rev up. And with the prices of calves, which are excellent, and the prices of the way-ups, which are excellent, it may be a time to take those older bulls to town, weigh them up, and apply those dollars to fresh genetics. 
Allied Genetic Resources is your source for bulls and females that can take your program to the next level. Check out the fall sales at AlliedGeneticResources.com and follow along on Facebook. It's that time of year when we're loading trailers and we're hauling cattle. Regardless of what's going on, ranching never stops. Neither should your nutrition program. With Westway Feed Products molasses-based liquid feed supplement, you can embrace a nutrition program that aligns with your ranch's unwavering dedication. Ranching never stops and neither should your commitment to your cattle's health. For more information and to find a Westway Feed Product rep near you, call 800-800-7517. That's 800-800-7517. Or visit westwayfeed.com. Are you looking to liven up your event in 2024? Change the pace, make it stand out. Let us, Tigger and Beck, agriculture advocates, outdoorsmen, and all-around fun couple be the addition to hook the attention. I see what you did there. Now, we will leave you laughing and having a positive outlook on the future. From being the keynote speakers to MC to masters of ceremony, let us, Tigger and Beck, make your event unforgettable. Y'all know where to find us. Welcome back to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. That time in the program, we check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. We recap the previous week's markets, talk about them, find out what's going on, if there's any trends, any weather instances that we need to be aware of. And you can subscribe to Kirk's free newsletter. It comes in each and every week by texting the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777. Kirk, how are you, my friend? I am doing very well, Tigger. As of Friday, October 20th, November feeder futures closed the week at 242, 77 and a half. That's down $8.85 on the week with the CME feeder index down $6.12. Closing at 243.99, that left our basis a positive two dollars and sixteen and a half cents versus October futures. We did have a cattle on feed report that came in at 100.6 versus expectations of 99.7. The place number was 106.1 percent versus expectations of 101.2, and a marketed number at 89.4 versus expectations of 90.4. So as our, your listeners can all see, that's a pretty bearish on feed port. Now, I think a lot of that was built into the market, or at least some of it was built into the market with the $8.85 sell-off going into the report. December live cow closed the week at 184 and a half. That's down $2.15 on the week. With cash trading 184 to 185 in the south and 186 to 187 in the north, that left our five area weighted average up a dollar ninety seven at one eighty six eleven and the basis a positive one dollar and eighty three and a half cents. That positive basis removes the risk of delivery as October goes into expiration. The weekly slaughter number was six hundred and thirty eight thousand, that's up twenty one thousand from last week and thirty seven thousand lower than the same week last year. Choice boxes, the best news of the report so far. Closed the week at 305.38. We've moved away from that $3 level that we were worried about, uh, $4.58 on the week. December corn closed the week at 495.5. That's up a penny and a half on the week. It did spike to a 510 high before selling off on Friday. And the mildly higher trend continues for corn, and, a, and we're expecting more of a consolidation sideways move. 
Hey, hey, it's Shay, and I'm the host of the Casual Cattle Conversations podcast. If I had to pick one thing that I despise about ranching in North Dakota, it's when I have to chop ice in the winter. On my latest podcast episode, James Clark shares tips and strategies to help cattle producers like you and me make sure tanks are optimized for winter before winter hits. Here's one tip shared in the episode. Uh, You alluded to it, plan. Plan ahead. Plan for the future. Don't plan for tomorrow. Don't plan for today. Plan for 10 years from now. If you think that in 10 years you're going to need a second one, run the water line now. It'll be cheaper now. It'll make more sense in the future and you'll have everything ready for you. And then the other planning is plan before every winter. Test everything. Make sure it's working because if you don't, December, January rolls around, you're going to be wishing you had With the beginning of November approaching fast, I'll be utilizing these tips myself to get our own water tanks prepped for winter. For more tips and advice about preparing water systems for winter, search for Casual Cattle Conversations in your favorite podcast app. Happy ranching, folks. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we say fare thee well, we want to give a tip of the hat to all of those trick-or-treaters out there and to the folks, the aunt and uncles, the grandpa and grandmas, the neighbors that have the treats already, or maybe you're scurrying around planning to take the kids around the neighborhood. Well, here's what's kind of neat is about those people that live at the end of dirt roads. I can't say everywhere, but where I grew up, my mom would always put together not just like one or two little candies, but the little ones that would come to her, her house, to my mom and dad's place. They would get a whole bag of stuff. I mean, there was, she made them a care package. There was little toys in there and there was candy and treats. So, I mean, it was really cool. And I know that in some more rural, remote places, that's kind of how it's done. We grew up doing Those the same thing. Those kids are scoring. I mean, they are just locking down on all this stuff. We grew up with the same thing. You went to the neighbor and sure enough, there was a little bag of goodies with your name on it. Right, and, and they were planning on it. And for some reason, there was always another one in a brown paper bag for my dad. Maybe, oh geez. <laughs> maybe we need to, uh, maybe we need to trick or treat at my mom and dad's place. <gasps> oh, I like how you're genius. thinking. And that is going to wrap it for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours. Doug Beekler with Beekler Semental, Shay Keister with the Casual Cattle Conversation, Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated, and the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you to our partners, the American Galvey Association, Imogene Ingredients and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources, Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text 24-7 at 707 Ranch 20. That's 707-726-2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. 